you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, November 8th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests on a two-for-Tuesday edition of the pod. Two men. That's not a beer. Two mics. Yes, it is. Mike number one, Michael Robinson, the real Mike Rob, Penn State star, finished fifth in the Heisman voting, came within a few plays of winning a national championship in my estimation, but he swears that those almost not-quite moments prepared him to win the game that matters most yes. with the Seahawks back in 48. No, not 1948, Super Bowl 48. Welcome back, Mike Robb. What's going down? Mike number two, Mike Yam, who was an anchor at ESPN before being picked to be the lead studio host of the Pac-12 Network and now the co-host of NFL Total Access and the co-host of the NFL Explained podcast with none other than his fellow guest today. Mike Yam, can I assume that your appearance here today suggests that you did not purchase that $2 billion winning lottery ticket in Altadena yesterday? I would actually continue to come to work. You're that guy. I know. I would. I, I am, too. I'm not going to lie. I will, I would. I will keep coming You'd to keep work. You'd keep coming yeah. to work. Well, first of all, I love the sport. I yeah. love football. I love communicating. So I, I still enjoy doing that. And I would enjoy driving my Bentley to work every <laughs> single day. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> I said this to Andrew. There was an Aston Martin, and it that was a head turner for me in the parking lot. Yes. Is that yours? No, it's not mine. I flew it. Is, it is. <laughs> okay, good. We keyed it. Um, okay, Yam, tell our listeners why they should add NFL Explained to their podcast regimen. Because Michael One, who's Michael Robinson, no one better to listen, talk about the NFL, and things that you don't know, and getting his context and perspective on questions and topics, everything from the evolution to of quarterbacks, evolution of defenses, 
Um, I mean, I, we can. I go, saw an ad for the evolution of instant replay. Instant yes. replay. Not what the hell does a head coach do? What is like, a head what is coach his do? responsibilities? Right. It's so, pretty cool. Yeah, it's all the questions that you didn't know who to ask, and then we have the answer for you because we have I don't know anything. Emrob is my my <laughs> player expert, and we have a research team that just feeds me numbers. Research Mike Rob, I assume you actually do the heavy lifting in this relationship. No what doubt. did he miss right there? No, no, I do not do the heavy lifting. Uh, Yams is on it. He he does a great job of laying out all the research. We have so many resources, so many numbers, so much, so much, so many things to analyze. I'm just there to give it a player's perspective and break it all down. Love it. So please, if you are listening, add NFL Explained to your podcast regimen, it is well worth it. And if you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast, and you haven't voted, stop listening. Yeah. Hit pause and go vote right now. To all of you who did take part in the process, thank you. You have now earned the right to take part in America's new favorite pastime, complaining about <laughs> Everything. On today's show, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy's emotional return to Green Bay. At one point in his press conference, he said, this is bull blank. You're trying to make me cry. Making people cry, incidentally, a job which these days in Green Bay is being done well enough by the Packers themselves. Also, the TA game of the week, Vikings and Bills, Sunday in Orchard Park. So much of the lead up to this one will be dominated by concerns about the throwing elbow of Josh Allen, who is being evaluated for a right elbow injury to the ulnar collateral ligament and related nerves. I have discovered, gentlemen, that over the years, if I cannot recognize the malady in question, it's probably bad. I don't know that one. That is worrisome. But first. Jackson will keep it. Sweeps to the right, looking to throw. Now he lobs it down the tennis. Got a man open. Touchdown, Ravens! Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens improved to 6-3 and three with a 27-13 win over the Saints in New Orleans. The Ravens are the third seed at this moment in the AFC behind only your Bills, Mike Robb, and the Chiefs. And they have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL in terms of strength of schedule. Lamar, 12 for 22, 133, and a touchdown, 11 carries, 82 yards. 10 different receivers he found last night with those 12 receptions. That's an interesting number. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore ran the ball 40 times. Kenyon Drake had 93 yards on 24 carries and two touchdowns. Justin Houston had two and a half sacks and a pick. He's the first Ravens player in history to ever do that. Isn't that crazy? And their next four games to sort of substantiate the strength of schedule comment earlier, Carolina Panthers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Denver Broncos, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All to say, how dangerous is this team? Is this the team in the AFC that we are not talking about and probably should be Michael Robinson? Absolutely. Um, and simply because of the nature of the quarterback, who he is, and Lamar Jackson, his skill set is his superpower is his is he's the most electrifying runner in our game right now. And I can argue in the last 20 years, he's the most electrifying runner that our game has seen. And that, that that's what's so interesting about this. And he plays the quarterback position. And so just by the fact that he's on the field, he forces you to play 11 on 11 football. So. That's something a defense has to prepare for. They're the only team like it in the National Football League. So anytime you play against the Baltimore Ravens, you spend at least six extra hours during the week preparing for their style. That's number one. Number two. That's a real number. Uh, that's a real number. Like, that's a real number. I've played in the league. I've 
prepared against offenses like this when we used to play Colin Kaepernick with the San Francisco 49ers. And yes, it forces you to stay after. Yes, it forces you to, after you go home and eat dinner with your kids, to have another player meeting at the facility just to go over assignments defensively. And I was one of those quarterbacks um, in college, and so I would always help the defense out by just giving my perspective of what the quarterback is seeing um, from, from the defense. So just the fact that Lamar Jackson's on the field, he gives your defense a lot of stuff to worry about. That's that, that that is number one. Number two, I thought that uh, Deshaun Jackson would have a little bit bigger role um, in, in the game last night. I know he had just got there, but I do still feel like this offense needs some space. It needs some speed. Rashad Bateman is injured. He's you know he's not coming back this season. So who's going to be the guy to stretch the field? If I was Greg Roman, I just would have threw the ball down the field just 40 yards a few times with Lamar. I mean with uh, Deshaun Jackson just to put it on tape. But that didn't happen. But yeah, I mean this is the team nobody's going to want to play. Their defense has some issues earlier in the season. Now they're getting it back together. They can get after the quarterback without blitzing. Their defensive backs are playing real sticky coverage. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens are a problem. And me being president of the Bill, Bills Mafia, I wouldn't want to see them now, even though I know we saw them earlier. Mike Yam, the secondary uh, of the Ravens was certainly identified early and often as one of their key vulnerabilities. They do seem to be getting that a little bit together. Now, granted, last night they played Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. No disrespect, but that is hardly a threat to the backside. How dangerous is this team? You heard Michael say it. He doesn't want to face them if he's the Bills in the postseason. I don't think anyone wanted to face them all season long. You know, it's just rough math. I'm looking at some of these losses, just eyeballing it. Math, not necessarily my strong suit, but the total combined point total in their three losses is 10. Wow. Like, we talked about, you know, the 17-point lead and, and the fact that they you know, had some problems holding on. And, and it, it was a cause for concern, I think, earlier in the season. But Rokon Smith making his debut, we saw oh, that on Monday night, right? Like He was he looked pretty good. It looked a little funky seeing 18 on the I know, team, that but, was weird, making uh, a bunch of tackles. Yeah, but, but, but the reality is, I mean, between him, Houston, I, I, what was it, two and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, he had the pick as well. I mean, defensively, this team looks like, like the part, I think the one thing that Emron brings up is how versatile and how dangerous Lamar Jackson is. You know, Mark Andrews not being out there. We saw Likely step up. He had mm-hmm. another touchdown in this game. I just get concerned about some of those vertical threats and the lack thereof. Like earlier this season when Bateman, you know, releases, you got an explosive play. You go, oh, okay, that's really cool to see. You're not necessarily seeing that. So I think M. Rob's point about Deshaun Jackson, we don't talk enough about that, how much of a factor he potentially is in this offense. Well, Michael always talks about space. He mentioned it again today, the creation of space with speed. We saw what it did for the Rams last year. You had guys like Van Jefferson. You had guys like Robert Woods running what annoyed them, I'm certain, to no end, clear-out routes for other guys. That's why D-Jacks wanted out of there, and yet we saw how effective that can be. It's not the role that he wants to play in this offense, but, man, and the ability to take the cover off, the threat to take the cover off, does in fact create what Michael is looking for in every NFL offense, and that is space. There may be space in the head coaching ranks <laughs> in Indianapolis after the season, but as it stands right now, that space has been filled. Frank Reich fired, Jeff Saturday hired. His only head coaching experience comes in high school. I believe his record was 23 and 20. And I was told that the high school team that he coached improved when he left. It's not an indictment, merely an explanation. I'm not sure what I want to talk about here, Michael. It may be process. It may be personnel. It may be personality. But something happened here. It's got a lot of people upset. 
I want to hear your thoughts when you first heard that Jeff Saturday was hired as the coach, interim coach, of the Indianapolis Colts. I thought it was a Saturday Night Live spoof. I'm, I'm, I'm not being wow. funny, guys. I thought it was a spoof. I laughed at first. I said, oh, okay, that's cute. All right, Frank Wright got fired. All right, what's going to happen next? What's going on? What I do know is that Gus Bradley, who's the defensive coordinator, is a former head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's on that staff. What I do know, John Fox, defense, uh, a defensive assistant, is a former head coach for the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos on that staff. What I do know is uh, Bubba Ventrone is a special teams coordinator. I played against Bubba, okay? He's an ex. He's one of the premier special team coaches in the National Football League, can command a room, can speak to anybody. He's already on the damn staff. He'll probably be interviewing for head coaching jobs this offseason. And that guy doesn't get an opportunity. You got Reggie Wayne, a Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver, who I'm sure is close to uh, Mr. Ursay, just as Jeff Saturday is. Didn't even get asked. That's the problem I got. You know, I, I had a, I, I was been talking to some colleagues around the National Football League, and you know, obviously race comes up, and you know that the National Football League is this big push to get minorities in these jobs because most of the guys they're coaching, they're African American or black, however you want to call it, they're minorities, and so the whole it's a big push from Roger Goodell, uh, from everybody to try to diversify the head coaching ranks and ownership force opportunities and situations just like this, just like this, right? And I understand that Jeff Saturday is probably a good friend of Mr. Hersey and all of those things, but that is the problem and that is the reason why we need more diversity and ownership so that the diverse owners, when they hire their friends, voila, more diversity in head coaching, more diversity in general managing and leadership positions in the National Football League. That's number one. Number two, with this Rooney rule, I've always thought it was a farce. I've always thought it was a farce, and I know that that's a big deal for the National Football League, and I get it. I think in spirit, on paper, it sounds good. But in reality, and in, in the way that it's, be, it's been used in history, it's just been used as a liability. It's just been used as an excuse to overlook quality and capable candidates of color. It's been used as just an excuse as, oh, OK, yeah, we, we went through the process, but we just didn't like those guys. So we're going to do this. And at the end of the day, it's a slap in the face. And so when you from a, a interim head coaching standpoint, you don't even have to go through the Rooney Rule process. You don't. To me, this Correct. circumvents that. This is now saying, OK, I can implement a guy in the middle of a season who has no he doesn't have to go through the process. Now, if I'm a minority head coach and I'm looking at the Indianapolis Colts, why in the hell would I want to go interview for that job right now? Why would I? It's all in my head. It's already a done deal. Why? Because history says it in every avenue of life. Since I, you see what I'm saying? That's what these minority candidates are looking at. Why would I go interview there right now when I know at the end of the day, no matter what, you know, one of one of uh, Ursay's guys may get the job. And so I think just from an optics standpoint. A guy who just criticized another owner for optics in a whole nother situation just a few weeks ago now makes this decision. Now, look at the optics. I'm sorry. It's B.S. I just don't agree with it. Michael is obviously referencing uh, Jim Irsay, who called out uh, Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder. Mike Yam, I think it goes 
beyond optics. So let's be clear about something. And you mentioned the spirit of the law, and you're absolutely right. The spirit of the law, I think, is, is ignored here. The letter of the law is adhered to. Yeah. And of course, that is the ultimate end around for so many people in so many situations in our world. The law states that the minority candidates will have to be considered off-season. Within the season, it is the owner and the general manager's right, as Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard decided to do, to choose whomever they wanted. My question to you, Mike Am, they chose a guy with no head coaching experience yeah. beyond the high school ranks. What am I missing here? This seems like an oversight. So you guys would have a better handle on this. Number one, I'm, I'm sort of looking through some quotes because last night we had game day final. It was interesting. We thought on game day kickoff, Ursay and the Colts brass would be with Saturday would be addressing the media in the window of our show. That didn't happen. Those comments in that press conference happened once the Monday night game had kicked off. Correct. To me, that was on purpose. Correct. So that's you know what I mean. There's clearly so, some buzz. So less eyeballs would be yeah. on that situation. So we ran some of Ursay's comments on game day final last night, and I, I'm. As M. Robbie, you were talking, I'm going through some articles just kind of trying to find the exact quotes. And I'm paraphrasing here because I couldn't find the exact quotes. But there was one thing in particular that, that he said that I thought was interesting. And it was something to the effect of, like, we didn't know where the interest was or we weren't sure if there was interest outside of Saturday. Like, it was almost saying we don't have viable options. And you just chronicled who's on that staff. Mm -hmm. I don't know a time when a head coach is fired, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, pick your sport where the interim isn't someone already on that in staff. In the organization already. That's, that's weird. And I know you talked a little bit about some of the, the guys that have experience as a head coach on the defensive side. Marcus Brady, who's yep, a minority, who's, who was let go. He's no longer that, that team. He offensive. was in the pipeline. He, he was on the offensive side. He was a minority candidate yep. on the offensive side. He was in the pipeline. They let him go first. so He couldn't even take over. After. And, and well thought of. Um, I just saw this. Rappaport putting this out on, on social media, and I thought it was interesting. So Jeff Saturday, who obviously doesn't have head coaching experience, is going to let a 30-year-old pass game specialist slash assistant quarterbacks coach, that's Park Frazier, be the play caller this Sunday against the Raiders. Um, so Rapp and Pelissero both had that. I'm looking, I'm like, damn, like he looks, he looks young, doesn't have necessarily the experience, neither does Jeff, Jeff Saturday. I'm almost thinking if you have this, they were worst in the NFL, 14.7 points per game. We've all watched this offense. I don't know if there's another team, maybe Denver comes mm -hmm. to mind, that's more disappointing this season based off of what the expectation level was heading into the year. I was almost surprised we weren't, there weren't more rumblings about Frank Reich losing his job. I mean, look at the production. Well, I, I also find it very difficult. I'm sorry, Michael. But I find it very difficult to comprehend how, at this level of play, 32 franchises in the NFL, at this level, when a coaching decision like this was made, fair enough. Fair play to you, Jim Irsay. Fair play to you, Chris Ballard. You wanted Frank Reich out, you fired Frank Reich. Your plan B isn't in place. That conversation hasn't taken place. If rumblings of Frank's dismissal were uh, real, as they had been for weeks, then I assume those rumblings included conversations about what happens now, what happens next. Jim Irsay's comment that bothered me the most was when he said, if Jeff hadn't been available, Chris and I didn't know what we were going to do. And I think, to Michael Robinson's point, we do know that was to begin a process of looking for, identifying, and hiring the right person for that job. And, and, and I want everybody that's listening to understand, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I got beef with the process. Correct. 
It is not with Jeff Saturday. I think Jeff Saturday is actually a good football mind. I think centers are some of the smartest people on the planet. Without a doubt. I I see you, Sean O'Hara. And I hope that he does a great job. I really, really do genuinely hope he does a great job. But you don't get to skip the line. (laughs) I'm sorry. You just don't get to skip the line. You know what I mean? And I just know so many guys out there that would love to just have an opportunity that Jeff Saturday has now. We can't forget, Andrew Luck set this organization back 20 years. Andrew Luck set this organization back 20 years. Okay? I think Jim Ursay got um, enamored with the fact that, okay, I got, I got Peyton Manning. Oh, you know what? Peyton Manning is over. Here comes the next generational guy. And I just think that in his mind, this is who they are. That ain't the case. Without one of those guys, generational guys, you're just a regular team. And you have to build like every other organization has to do. I want to keep hope and faith that when the season is over, Mm -hmm. that come January, and I'm certain that the Colts will not be part of a postseason conversation. (laughs) So come January, when the players are making golf tee times, that Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay are making meetings with Mr. Biennemi and Raheem Morris. And Byron Leftwich. Sure. And the guys that you mentioned and whomever else is on staff or in the pipeline that is ready to assume the mantle of leadership as we know right now because that number is a lot larger than NFL owners seem to understand and recognize. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. I'm sitting here with the two mics, Michael Robinson and Mike Yam. And gentlemen, it was the final drive of a Week 9 game against the Jets. Josh Allen. Hit as he throws! The ball is free! Dan Quessenberry hits Allen's throwing arm, which resulted in a strip sack recovered by Buffalo. On the next play, Allen threw low to Stephon Diggs. Allen! Low throw is incomplete! And was seen holding his right elbow immediately after. Allen grabbing at his right arm. But then on the Bills' final play, Michael, Josh Allen 
did this. Looking downfield, heaves a bomb for Davis. Sauce Gardner's there, and it's knocked away. That pass was 69.3 yards in the air oh per Next Gen Stats, the longest pass attempt of the past six seasons. After the game, Josh Allen said, there's some slight pain, but we'll get through it. Michael Robinson, Allen obviously meant that he could get through the pain, but now the question looms. Can the Bills get through a period of time, if they have to, without Josh Allen? No. Short answer, no. There's only, I don't know, five or six of these guys walking this planet. And when I say these guys, these guys that can will, will their team to wins with just their arms, just their legs, just who they are. And Josh Allen is, is one of those guys. So you build the entire team around his ability. You build the entire offense around that right bazooka that we call his arm, <laughs> right? You build everything around. You build the defense to have pass rushers because you know you're going to be up in games. All of those things. So no, your entire roster is built around this guy. Um, so if he doesn't play, I, 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 you can have your backup come in. You can still try to push the ball to Stephon Diggs. It's not like the Buffalo Bills are a team that's going to sit there and run the football. I think Josh Allen, if he plays, they have to operate the offense through this short passing game. They got to run the ball a little bit more than we've seen them run the football in the past. And maybe, just maybe, Josh Allen is not your backup running back for a few weeks. Maybe yeah. you just use the other running backs in your offense. Yeah. The uh, Case Keenum is the Bills' backup, uh, slated up, to uh, yeah. assume the mental leadership name, if Josh Allen can't go. They brought in Naheem Hines for Josh Allen, kind of a, a quick out checkdown option. He may be more involved now than ever before, uh, or more than they expected him to be. Let's get back to this game. Hold Mike up, Yen. though. Hold up, though. Talk hold to up, me. Though. To me, though, the problem is, if Josh isn't 100%, I would hold him out. I would protect Josh from it. Because when his team gets down, he, has, he knows he has so much ability that he, he starts that hero ball. Yeah. He starts to, to that Superman ball where he can throw the ball anyway, and that's where the mistakes come from. And so for me, if he's not 100%, why put him in a situation where you know his natural instincts are going to kick in and that He-Man super strength, them superpowers are going to kick in. I would hold him back if he isn't do, 100%. Do you start, does it creep into your conversation, though, if you're Sean McDermott, thinking about hosting an AFC championship game, knowing going on the road might not be ideal, and once the winter comes around, having an opponent have to come to Buffalo? Like, I'm with you. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I, I think agree. I would handle it the way that you're handling it. How say, much hey, is that armor better? Right? How much is that arm worth? Yeah. Right? On the open market right now, how much mm -hmm. is that oh. arm worth? That arm is worth half a billion <laughs> dollars. Yeah. And so I think to your point, playoff game on the road, playoff game at home, no playoff game at all. At all. <laughs> exactly. You protect that asset because that asset is your next decade. Period. Yeah. You don't even give yourself a chance to winning a championship if he's hurt. No doubt. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. my thing is make sure he's healthy. Well, and I think what you're also saying is you need to protect Josh Allen from himself because he is the kind of player no yes. who is selfless, who is all in for the team, all in for the moment, even at his own detriment Absolutely. if it comes to that. I found this very interesting. Can you help me interpret this? There was a stat that Jonathan Bassey, our intrepid researcher, JB, shout out to you, threw out. Play action, passing, touchdowns. Kirk Cousins the Bills' opponent on Sunday. Six touchdowns in play action so far this season. That is tied for second mm -hmm. in the NFL. Who leads 
the league in play-action passing touchdowns? Josh Allen with eight. This from a team who, in the eyes of many, can't run the football. And correct me if I'm wrong, but play-action is typically uh, most effective when you have the threat, real threat, of a running game (laughs) behind you. Can you help me understand this stat? It makes no sense to me. I, I can't. I, I'm going to look to you on is that Is this one. the incomprehensible Josh yeah, Allen at work yet again? <laughs> they they yeah. come in because the because he's the threat, whether it's a run or not. Uh, that, that's, that's, that tells a lot of the story right there. Yeah. Josh Allen's running ability, his ability to make something out of anything is the reason why you have that. And then I also think that some of the evaluators of that stat are looking at RPOs and calling them play action pass. That, well. That's what I was, I was like, all right, if you're talking about RPO. Same. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And an RPO essentially is a play action pass. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Robinson has, fl- has found a glitch in the statistical yeah. matrix of the NFL. You gotta think I bet when, you're absolutely right. But you got to think when all these RPOs and readouts, when all this stuff was just really starting to get into this modern game, I was playing quarterback. I was like seeing all of it. Yes. And I was real interested in it. So, yeah, yeah. I think they're getting the stats a little skewed. Uh, Vikings-Bills Sunday at Orchard Park is the total access game of the week. Let's give the Vikings a little bit of love. My gosh, they deserve Please. it. They're 7-1. and one. Please. Uh, Michael Robinson, you mentioned earlier you think the unsung hero of this Vikings team is a young man by the name of Zadarius Smith. Yeah, Zadarius Smith. First of all, I just want to tell all our listeners, look at this Vikings defense now. I mean, the guy what has, what, eight, uh, eight and a half sacks? Eight and a half sacks. Eight 22 and a half sacks. tackles. 22 tackles, 15 quarterback hits, 13 tackle for losses. You know who can really use a guy like that? The Green Bay Packers, oh! and guess what? They had this dude the last three seasons. He had like 26 sacks in, what, 2019, yeah. 2020. Dude is a baller, and you can see his attitude removed from that Green Bay Packers defense, and you can see his attitude injected into this Minnesota Vikings defense. They're getting after the quarterback with four pass rushers they're playing sticky defense on the back end and I just think that this whole team is playing with confidence we talked to Alexander Madison a couple of weeks ago he was in the studio he talked about Kirk Cousins moving his locker to be right next to Justin Jefferson and now his swag is starting to come out now you see Kirk Cousins being the best version of himself I love it because I don't know if I could have made that switch in my chains. career. Kirk, yeah, wearing chains. Yeah. Kirk Cousins went from being a drip <laughs> to having some. <laughs> to having the drip. Um, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about this. I asked yeah. this question yesterday on the podcast. I'd love to get your quick answer on this, both of you. Uh, Michael, Yam, I'll start with you. The next four games for the Vikings, Bills, of course, on Sunday, then the Cowboys, then the Patriots, then the Jets. We have been saying up until this point, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but is the subtitle for the Minnesota Vikings in 2022. Yeah, but they're 7-1. Yeah, but they haven't really played anybody yet. Now we see them. Four-game stretch. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets. What's their record in, the, in those four games? Well, I can tell you the cumulative record of all four of those teams is 23-11, and 11, mm. which is like a 6-7-7 seven, seven win percentage. Um, and he said I, he wasn't good at math. No, no, no. It's, my memory is good, and Bass, <laughs> Bassey told me that. That's how I know. Three of those four teams right now are slotted as postseason teams. You know, on Sunday, I think about my week ahead, and I go, all right, what day is Andrew going to ask me to come on the podcast? And I said – Every day, and you say no four no, times, no, 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 no. you show up once. And I was like, maybe it's Monday. And – I'm gonna, and I said, if it's Monday and I come on with Andrew, I'm going to be mad because all we do on TA a lot of times is not respect teams that are winning. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but the Vikings are 7-1. and one Yes, they are. And, and, to, and you think you classified it perfectly. Yeah, but, yeah, but, because that's all we say. The Jets continue to win. They just beat Bill's Mafia. And we come in here, and you know who actually turned the page a little bit? David Carr was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of buying on this team. D-Hall's like, playoff team, are you kidding me? He's not having it. 
I, you know, what do we want these teams to do? We asked them to do one thing on Sunday. Win. 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 And when they win. Beat the team across from you on the field on the day. What are we supposed to do? So maybe it's not a starting quarterback that's out there. And it's almost like we come up with this narrative to justify what we thought about a team before the season. Guess what? I thought the Packers were going to be a playoff team. But the, re- if the reason some- why you think that is because of the quarterback. No it's doubt. Kirk Cousins. A hundred percent. What happens is when, when they're winning – See, in our business, when you win, all of a sudden, you start to become on our radar. We start to say, oh, let me see why you're winning so much. And then you get the bigger games. And in the bigger games, Kirk Cousins has never been that dude in big games. So we think it's fool's goal. We say, oh, they're 7-1, but they ain't play no big games yet. When they play a big game, Kirk Cousins is going to be Kirk Cousins. I think the difference this year, honestly, and I know he's had offensive coaches before in Washington, but we can talk about ownership and just organization-wise, whatever, whatever. Kevin O'Connell, here comes a shout-out. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. The fact that now you have a younger offensive guy, and again, Alexander Madison was awesome off camera because he said some of the same stuff. The fact that you have an offensive head coach who is also your play caller, who's also all into pushing the ball downfield. I mean, all the things that quarterbacks like to do. And now he's your guy. He's the guy talking to the entire team. You can't tell me you can't be the best version of, of yourself in that environment. Okay, all to say, gentlemen, I'm going to hold you to it. Is it 4-0? and Is it 4-0? 3-1, 2-2, 1-3, or 0-4? Oh, Next four games for the Vikings. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets, 3-1. 2-2, I'm sorry. 2-2. So lost to the Bills, lost to the Cowboys, beat the Patriots, beat the Jets. Same with you? I got them at 2-2. 2-2. So they finished this little stretch 9-3. and Probably Whoa. still exactly where they are, second or third seed in the yeah. NFC. Yeah. Uh, not too shabby. Can I just throw one Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you can. Okay. So just circling back here on, on this Vikings conversation, because I agree with what you're saying on these preconceived notions. Listeners, but I, I think, want you to know that Michael Yam's eyes are yeah, a no, light no. fire. But like, you got to – it has to be equal across the board. So – I'll say this, like Aaron Rodgers, like, is he a bad quarterback now? No, like, but we thought the Packers were going to be a good football team. Guess what? Like, they're not. And I'll tell you what, even in a win, in a win, the Bucs beat the Rams. What happened in that game that has us squashing all the doubts and concerns? I don't think there was one thing in a, in a win that I go back and say, you Oh, know the Bucs still stink. They, exactly. Yeah, they still stink. And, like, that's, that's my thing here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we saw okay. Brady throwing darts for those last two drives. Yeah, yeah. Five and reminded us drive. that cometh the, man, cometh the hour, cometh yeah. the man, yeah. that on his day, he can still get you a game-winning drive in any game. But, but it also right. reminds you that the Rams gave the game to Yeah. They so let there's that. Happen. Just ask Jalen Ramsey about that. Yes. And, you look, you play the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You tell me, man. Do you want, and I get it, it's Brady. If we just just put that to the side for a second, <laughs> yeah. which I know is hard, do you want a 45-year-old quarterback throwing, what was the final, 58 times in a no, game? Like, hell no. no. You don't want that. That is not a recipe for success, and I get it. He's the GOAT. I don't even think it's debatable, but, like, that's not. I don't want my 26-year-old quarterback. Exactly. I'm sitting here going, like, <laughs> like I don't think that's that's not a recipe. So, I, I'm derailing your, your show, man. I, I apologize. I love it. No, that was I'm awesome. derailing, but I'm yeah. like, I was so fired up on Sunday. I'm like, man, we sit here and we, we love up these teams and we, we find reasons to say they're going to be okay. At the end of the day, they just not, might not be good. And bad teams that we thought were bad, guess what? They might be better than we think. This year, more than any year yeah. in NFL yeah. history. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, along with the fired up Mike Yam and the fired up Michael Robinson. Guys, Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay would be a better story if the aforementioned Packers were a better team. Let's not dwell on this one unless you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Mike McCarthy in his press conference yesterday. Would I miss most? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, I think it's like anything. The people. And um, that's why I think it's been such a great transition for our family because our, our kids, um, you know, were obviously born there, raised there. You know, uh, Jessica was born there. Kids were born there. <laughs> so, people. Mr. People. McCarthy getting a little emotional. He will certainly be motivated to win, but let's face it, guys, he will be expected to win. This Cowboys yeah. team is a better team than the Green Bay Packers. The better team should win. Will the better team win? Yes, and it's simple. Um, they have the better roster. They're playing better football. The defense does not allow big plays, and they take the ball away from you. And quite frankly, Aaron Rodgers isn't a guy that instills confidence in the guys around him. He just points out the issues. That's what's going on. That's not, to me, that's not a way that you lead a young football team. That's why I don't think Aaron Rodgers can be anywhere near a rebuild for the Green Bay Packers. So I think this offseason, and it should have been last offseason, a very important decision has to be made on Aaron Rodgers. I think Dallas wins this game with no problem. Tony Pollard, his carries and touches need to double, yeah. and they'll win. Uh, Mike Yan, we mentioned the Ravens earlier. They have the easiest, the quote-unquote easiest uh, remaining schedule in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers have the toughest. Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Rams, Bears, Dolphins, Vikings. Then they finish with oh, the team that oh, beat them oh, in Week 9, they the Lions. Another game. This notion that it can't uh, get any worse is a fallacy. Uh, it's not necessarily true, is it? It can oh, get worse. It, it can. By the way, don't ask me the uh, the sum of those records. Yeah. Bassey didn't tell me what that was before we got out here, so I don't know the answer to that. But you're right. Like This is this is really hard. And by the way, the signs of life that we saw in a loss from the Packers when they mm. lost to, to the Bills, we're like, all right, man, maybe they found some 200 yards on the ground. All right, like there's something here. Jones ain't playing now. Like, so where where's the offensive production? I don't know how they're going to be able to run the football. Still questions on that offensive line. Look, Bakhtiari was able to get back into the game um, after having to leave over the weekend. But I, I think you characterized it really well. Like, we asked a question yesterday. Like, are we talking about Jordan Love at some point this season? Maybe. And I think we all netted out as a collective group, and maybe you feel differently, M-Rob, as when they are mathematically out – 
And based off of the schedule that you just gave, Levy, like that might be sooner than we think. Then maybe we see Jordan. Well, Michael, you made an interesting point earlier, and I don't want to dwell on it, but you said, listen, when this team knew that Devontae Adams was leaving, was gone, they should have made one more move, yep. one yep. more trade, yeah. and that was to trade. I can't even believe we're saying it, but Aaron I Rogers. agree with it. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we traded Brett Favre. Brett Favre's a Hall of Fame. I mean, we traded, they, they traded Brett Favre yeah. so he can have his opportunity. And at some point, Aaron Rodgers has to stop holding the Green Bay Packers hostage. Yeah. At some point, they got to move on. He got to move on something. And they got to get something for him because he's making a whole lot of money. Okay, guys, we were going to talk midseason awards. We're not going to. We were going to talk week <laughs> 10 games. We're not going That's to. My bad. Uh, this show has been derailed by passion. Absolutely by passion. <laughs> Nothing more. Not poor planning. It's been pure it's passion. Good. I want to finish with a point that you brought up in the meeting today. It came from a discussion about Aaron Rodgers. Because the the Packers' best success on Sunday in that gruesome 15-9 to loss to the Lions was Aaron Rodgers taking off with the ball and running. Mm -hmm. And that reminded you, Michael Robinson, of something that you have been turning our heads to for years now, that the modern quarterback is different and the modern quarterback has to be different. Please explain in our remaining time. Well, um, guys, you guys know I'm in youth football. I do youth football in the, in the state of Virginia. I control over 5,000 families' uh, youth football experience in summer, summer spring, and um, fall football. And what I'm seeing at the lower levels is a lack of coaching, a lack of quality coaching. You got, you got a lot of guys that, that want to coach, but it's a lack of quality coaching. And what's happening is the skilled guys, like the quarterbacks and the receivers, they're getting all the coaching, they're getting all the attention. But the most important parts, the line of scrimmage, aren't. Well, okay, you go through college, you get to the National Football League, and it's kind of the same, the same deal. Offensive linemen collectively aren't as good as they were 10, 15, 20 yeah. years ago. And so what's starting to happen is as guys lose their job in college and they got to let these young guys play a little bit faster, they're losing the quality of technique, the quality of the fundamentals. And so when I look at the quarterback position, it has to change. We're in the middle of looking at the modern quarterback going through a tremendous evolution. We saw it with the tight ends a few years ago. We saw it with linebackers with Lawrence Taylor. I mean, we, we see it at almost every position. We saw it with the running back now that teams think they can get a running back anywhere. You're yeah. starting to see it with the wide receivers. Everybody's running a 4-2. Everybody's explosive. Everybody's this. You're seeing it with the quarterback position. You're going to always have to be able to throw the football from the pocket. That's never going anywhere. But being exclusively that, that is what's changing. Your quarterback now has to be dynamic. He has to be able to use his legs in some, some capacity, and he has to be explosive with his, with his arm and have tremendous arm talent. Yeah. That is the new quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this, Andrew, before we came down here, you and I, about the evolution of quarterbacks. Emrob, you and I did an episode on yep. NFL Explained about this, and I said to, to Andrew, hey, the one guy that we didn't really talk about a ton in that episode because he wasn't really playing all that well, but now all of a sudden he's come on like gangbusters, is Justin Fields and yes. what he's able to do. You know, it reminds me of what you're describing. Malik Willis, and I know this is not the start Titans fans were hoping for, the kid coming out of Liberty, but my God, even when he is sacked, I'm like, he is so special to watch on the field. I'm telling you, like in a, you know, there's that old phrase, like in a phone booth. Like I saw him get sacked over the weekend against the Chiefs, and I mean, there's like three dudes converging on him, and he almost got away. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like that. That can't be taught. That is super special. I, I think there's signs of life for him. But the Fields thing for me, I think it is D. Hall who said it. He's like, man, he got a little dick in him. 
he running do. around. He, he, he does. And, again, I can get into the running quarterback with passing sure. ability and scrambler that has, has passing ability. That's a little bit different. But you're right. Justin Fields, his legs, has given him the opportunity to play great. And when you go through these names, guys, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and, Michael, you mentioned it, and you were right, Mike Yam, Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. yeah. Zach Wilson. Uh, we don't know if Russell is a running quarterback anymore, but he certainly had that ability at one time. Now compare those guys with that skill set to guys like, yes, the GOAT, Tom Brady, yeah. Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, Jimmy G. These guys look like they are headed for the La Brea Tar Pits <laughs> compared to the names that came before. Not in terms of their ability to throw the ball, no. As Michael has made clear, it's not just about the ability to throw the ball. Nobody's thrown the ball ever, in my estimation, better than Aaron Rodgers. And yet it's Aaron Rodgers' willingness and ability to run that keeps him relevant in horrible games like the one we saw them lose to the Lions. This is a different world. This is not your father's quarterback. This isn't even your quarterback from a couple years ago. This is a new quarterback. Make your peace with him. Love him. He's here to stay. Guys, look at these numbers. Week nine in the NFL, quarterbacks combined for 796 yards. That means I'm I'm doing the math on the fly. Lamar had 82 last night. So 800 rushing yards. That is the most by quarterbacks in a single week in NFL history. Michael's point is absolutely spot on. The numbers bear it out. The eye test bears it out. Rosters will be bearing it out more and more in the months and years to come. This has been NFL Total Access, the podcast. I want to thank my guests today, Michael Robinson and Mike Yam, for a passionate discourse about all things NFL. Please join us tomorrow when we get to the things we couldn't get to today, like midseason awards, why Tyreek Hill belongs on the MVP list, whether you like it or not. We're also going to look at week 10 games. Who's vulnerable? Who will be victorious? Answers tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.